0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, first question, this is setting up to be a bit of an odd weekend in the ACC. Um, how are you feeling? I know that you're, uh, you've are you got uh, some weather coming your way. Are you Are you ready? Are you hunkering down? How are we doing?
1: So I'm in L.A. Um, Roadshow, Joey. Um, oh, yeah. It's Tuesday evening slash night depending on the time zone um we've had a number of games canceled for the impending hurricane that's coming um which we'll get into here in a second i'm trying to get home yeah so i I was at virginia tech last weekend we discussed that on the on the recap um i flew out of roanoke um because my sister and my girlfriend both live in blacksburg so i flew out of roanoke to charlotte charlotte to new york where i had a meeting on monday for work and then new york out here to la My plan was to take a red eye on Wednesday night back to Charlotte um, and get there early Thursday morning. The only problem with that is the latest forecast said that they're expecting tropical storm force winds uh, in Charlotte as early as Thursday morning, which would be right around the time that I land. So I'm trying to figure out how to get home um, to D.C. I'm probably just going to fly straight into to Reagan National there in D.C. and figure out my car later. So that's my status. Um, Probably will be able to get home. Not sure when I'll have a car next. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, We'll figure it out. The the games this weekend are going to be all jacked up, though. So that's one thing we can expect back on the football side anyway.
0: Yeah, this is a real callback. I think it was uh, about two years ago. It's almost two full years ago. You'll remember. They did college game day at Clemson when Notre Dame was in town, and they had, like, Jeff – or uh, what, what is it, Jeff Tessator or whatever from the Weather Channel reporting on, like – Jeff Cantori, Jeff Cantori, yeah, him, and people reporting on the rainfall in the creeks near the Clemson Stadium. And NC State and Notre Dame played a game where Notre Dame tried to throw the ball 30 times in a monsoon for God knows what reason. Um, there was – it was that kind of weekend. I think we're about to see that again, as you mentioned, hurricane Florence, uh, is, is currently out in the Gulf making its way, uh, head on collision towards the, uh, Southern part of the North Carolina coast, um, kind of looking at a, a landfall sometime around lunchtime on Friday, as we record this again, Tuesday evening. Um, first of all, to those in the, in the surrounding areas, they're about to get hit real hard with rain and wind and all that nastiness. Um, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. Hope you're safe. Hope you're able to evacuate if necessary. Please, uh, please do evacuate if need be. You know, it's it's not worth risking. Uh, however, um, like you said, we do have some games this weekend. It this weather has impacted the games, Mike. Um, as you mentioned, we have three games already that have been canceled. Uh, NC State versus number 14 West Virginia. North Carolina versus Central Florida and Virginia Tech versus East Carolina. Those games have all been canceled. Um, some good out-of-conference action that we will not be seeing this weekend as, as people try to stay safe and um, try to free up emergency resources as necessary. We're looking at, you know, during during the day on Saturday, the, the, the storm really parking itself over the uh, mid-Atlantic area, you know, a little bit of the Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina area. So those are going to be the major affected areas. Um, Other impacted games, we have a few, and we're going to start out talking about those. First of all, Thursday night, we got our first Thursday night ACC action of this year, Mike, as the Boston College Eagles are uh, on the road in Winston-Salem at Wake Forest. And first of all, it's probably a good thing that this is scheduled for Thursday night because I don't know if this is getting played on Saturday, if that's when it was. But uh, the Eagles, a a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Winston-Salem. Noteworthy impact of the hurricane here. This game has been actually moved up. Uh, this is usually about a 7.30 start. They're actually going to start it at 5.30 uh, to try to get a little extra time to help get out of Winston-Salem when uh, when the game is over. And so, like the Eagles, they're on the road in Winston-Salem on Thursday night, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. We've seen a little bit of of Wake Forest so far this year. Their offense looks decent. Their defense not so great. Are they going to be able to contain the D-train, especially if this starts getting a little bit affected by some rain? Well, that's the big question. Uh, Wake
1: Forest has been missing pieces on defense off of last year's team, and they've been trying to kind of navigate those waters. To be honest, they've been trying to navigate those without Mike Elko for the past couple of years now um, for, you know, obviously all of last season. Uh, when he left to become the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and now you know the first part of this year as well, um, they're still trying to figure out that defense a little bit. And you know, with Boston College and the way that Anthony Brown is throwing the football, um, this becomes a very interesting game. Um, now, if it's affected by weather and there is rain, which we're which we're expecting, obviously given the current forecast, they're going to be trying to run the ball a little bit more, which is good news for Boston College because they have the best running back in the conference in AJ Dillon. It's not so great news for Wake Forest if they're unable to stop him because really that's going to be BC's only real source of offense, not because Anthony Brown is incapable of throwing the football. That's something we've talked about in recent years with BC where they haven't had a quarterback capable of completing passes. It's, it's not about that. It's just that the weather is really going to affect this game, I think. So can Wake Forest stop the run and can Sam Hartman of Wake Forest, the freshman quarterback that's played well in his first two games here, uh, for the Demon Deacons, can, can he find a way to keep things moving offensively when he's a little bit limited with his arm? Because that's what's going to happen in this football game. The weather's going to be affected on the other side. It's going to be a story of two rushing attacks um, trying to make headway against two defenses who may or may not be able to stop the run. Um, I, I trust Boston College's defense a whole lot more than I trust Wake Forest's defense at this point. Uh, Just because I think BC has the infrastructure and the players that are that are ready to go uh, defensively, especially in the front seven. Uh, We're still trying to figure out what Wake Forest front seven looks like and what they're capable of Um, because of that in a game that is going to be impacted by weather here. um, I like Boston College to win this game and to cover five and a half. Uh, I do think Wake Forest will keep this close. I would not be surprised if Wake Forest won this game. I just don't trust their defense as much as I trust Boston College's. And I think Boston College at this point in time is just a little bit better on offense than Wake Forest is. So all things told, give me the Eagles to win and cover five and a half. Um, the over under in this game is 54, Joey. I'm not touching that given the weather. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not betting on this game. But for the purposes of this podcast, let's let's just say BC wins and covers here.
0: I think I'm with you on that. I, I don't really trust Wake Forest defense nearly as much as I trust the D-train to uh, to just keep rolling. As I've said, Mike, the D-train stops for no man, and that includes the, the steam and dekes here. Um, the other thing to consider, as as you mentioned, um, the, the passing game could be affected. You know, not not expecting a ton of rain right now in Winston-Salem Thursday night, but there is expected to be some, some wind in play. Um, and, and Wake has made a lot of hay so far this year on the arm of Sam Hartman, um between that and the potential wind impact as well as just i I think boston college's defense is going to have the ability to harass uh sam hartman a little bit maybe force him into a couple of more freshman mistakes as we've seen already against tulane i'm with you i'm on boston college minus five and a half i i was tempted to make this my acc pick of the week i'm not quite there um especially with the potential weather impact i think there's one game that i like a little more than that so I'll, i'll reveal that here in just a second but i'm with you give me the eagles minus five and a half uh, anything else there before we move on no i think we're good well enjoy the first uh, first thursday of acc action if you're able to watch there it, sh- it should be a fun game uh let's move on mike saturday uh scheduled for and i'm gonna have to check here because this gets moved around uh 4 30 p.m eastern time on what even network is this going to be? This God. is on the ACC Network Extra. Yeah,
1: God knows what. They've been trying to figure out the TV for that since that was announced. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, this game got really complicated. The Virginia Cavaliers, a three-point favorite at a neutral site against the Ohio Bobcats. Um, with Again, with the hurricane coming in, Virginia used or Virginia's athletic director used some connections to actually reschedule this game to be played at Vanderbilt in Nashville. Um, so this is a neutral site game. What was supposed to be a home game for the Cavs. Um, they will be taken on again, the Ohio Bobcats who damn near won the Mac last year. Um, very, very formidable program. Usually last week w- or last week, they didn't play the opening week. They were, had a really close call against Howard. So may not be your daddy's Bobcats from a couple years ago, but Hey, um, you know, still a pretty solid program. I, I have no earthly idea of what to think of this game with the line and all that, especially the distracting factor. The fact that it's a neutral site game, there's going to be basically no atmosphere here for this. Not that Vandy Stadium is normally a raucous place anyways, but now that you're putting two unaffiliated teams there, that's a whole thing. Um, Virginia has been pretty good, you know, probably better than we expected so far this year, but it's it's really hard to project that uh, against what you know what's Ohio they've had a close call against Howard and then had a bye week I, I I am having a hard time making head or tails of this game Mike they had
1: a close call against Howard and then a bye week we're trying to figure out if Virginia can beat them or not um probably they were nine and four last year and wrecked UAB
0: in the Bahamas Bowl
1: yeah I mean we're not talking about a trash program by any stretch um as you just outlined um Virginia may or may not be trash. I don't know. Um, we're still trying, kind of trying to figure that out a little bit. I thought they had a pretty good chance to beat Indiana. Uh, they kept that close and things got interesting like we outlined in the recap. Um, I'm just going to say Virginia wins here, but they got to give the football to Jordan Ellis a little bit more. Um, that's becoming an issue. Uh, he's pretty good, and he's just sitting in the backfield waiting for carries. Uh, I I get that Bryce Perkins wants to run a little bit, and he's effective with his legs, but imagine if Jordan Ellis got a few more carries. Maybe Virginia wins that game last week against Indiana. So I don't know. Becoming a little bit interesting with the play calling. Something to keep an eye on there with Virginia. Um, Is Virginia getting (laughs) jimboed, as Uh we like to call it? Are they getting Lefflered? Keep an eye on that. And I think if they give enough carries to Jordan Ellis, I think they win this game. Again, uh, don't bet it. Um, I I don't know anything about Ohio at this point, and neither do you. So don't bet this game. Um, And, we you know, all things told, we don't know much about Virginia either. Like, beat the hell out of Richmond and then lost a close one against Indiana, who may or may not be trash. So stay away from this one. Uh, I'll go with the ACC team here, though. Give me Virginia to win. And I guess they'll cover since the spread's only three. I don't know.
0: Mike, I'm going to call my shot right now. Are you ready? Call it. You're going to bet this game.
1: Uh, no. Points, that's it? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to bet this game. I think, I think you will. I'm calling it right will. now. I think you will. That's hey, it. Hey, I, I told you I would bet the Indiana game last week, and I did. Um, <laughs> this one, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I have no idea what to make of either of these two teams. I am not betting this game. Yeah, that's
0: fair. I might, I might bet this game. Yeah. Hey, it's, by the way, great advice. Don't I would recommend not betting either of these games. There's there's a lot of outside factor going in here that these games can kind of go either way, and it's just going to be hard to account for any of this when you're trying to figure out who's good and who's not. So, would recommend staying away from these. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you here. I'm gonna take UVA to cover three. It's a relatively small line. Um, UVA has been running the ball really well this year. Bryce Perkins has added a lot to that offense, uh, at least when running the ball. So there, there is uh, some positive stuff we've seen from Virginia that maybe we weren't expecting as much. So give me, give me the, the who's here. Let's take them to cover three and move on to uh, you know, two and one and uh, you know, keep the train rolling. I, I think they'll be okay. But yeah, again, a weird game here, neutral site and all that. So uh, don't get too invested in this one. Let's move on. Mike at 1230 PM on the ACC network extra, my Georgia tech yellow jackets, a four and a half point favorite on the road. Taking on the Pitt Panthers, and uh, we got some bad news earlier today, Mike. Uh, cervante Benson done for the year, Georgia Tech's leading B-back uh, from last year, and uh, he, he had a knee injury in the first quarter against South Florida. He is done for the year. Uh, hopefully he'll come back strong next year. So now the Jackets turn to uh, Jerry Howard and Jordan Mason at the B-back position. Both of them are fine, but need some refinement, we'll say. Um, especially, you know, things like pass blocking with Jerry Howard. Um, Jordan Mason could be doing a little more. You know, I think you'll see him develop over these first few games without Cervante uh, without Benson. But overall, they should be okay at that position. Here's the thing that I'm, I'm trying to sort out about this game, like Pittsburgh coming off of a 51-6 to embarrassing loss. How do they respond here? Um, Is this a thing where they're embarrassed and they're going to really kick it up and uh, and get revenge on that, you know, or or avenge themselves? Or is that a little more indicative of the Pittsburgh team we're going to see this year? Uh, And I think both of those scenarios are in play. Uh, The offense has not been inspired so far this year. The defense, we still need to see that, you know, in a uh, in a comforting kind of way. Haven't seen that yet. But at the same time, Georgia Tech has lost, uh, I believe, seven straight true road games. I mean, they Georgia Tech has not played well on the road at all lately. So you know what? Just in the interest of fading my own team and maybe hedging a little bit emotionally, give me the points. I'm going to take Pitt plus four and a half. I'm just going to take them outright until Georgia Tech proves me that they can win a road game. That's, that's all. I, I Prove it, Paul Johnson. Give me Pitt and a four and a half. Uh, we'll say Pitt wins... I don't know. Say Pitt wins outright, maybe 38, 34, 38, 34. Yeah. Let's go with that. Wow. Losing faith quick.
1: <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's college football. Um, okay. So first I'm going to make a really bad injury pun here. Um, safe know. to say Kervante Benson won't be back. Okay. Now that I'm, <laughs> now, that I'm now that we're past that. um he will sorry. not be back. Yes. Now, in all seriousness, um, these have been some really bad injuries for the ACC here. Um, you know, it's, we're getting, we're getting robbed of, of good players here. Um, we'll get into the Duke game a little bit later, but now we're missing Kervante Benson, who's arguably one of the best players on the entire Georgia Tech roster. You know, Duke's missing Daniel Jones and Mark Gilbert. Virginia Tech is, you know, Ricky Walker is already starting to deal with injuries here. Um, and, you know, he's an all ACC defensive tackle. So, I mean, there have been some injuries plaguing the conference, either season ending or otherwise here in the early part of the year. So hopefully that does not continue. Um, now, on this game, I don't know how Pitt bounces back here. Uh, I have no idea. And I don't know what Georgia Tech's going to be on the road either. Those are two points very well taken. Um You know, I think Georgia Tech can basically run the ball with almost anybody. Um, I'm not sure Pitt can stop it, (laughs) and I I think that was clear, especially in the second half last week against Penn State. Um, Pittsburgh's defense—I don't—I don't don't know if they're any better or not. I mean, I get they gave up 51, so it's easy to just, you know, make a blanket statement saying they're not any good, And, and they might not be, but. Like Jim Hammett said in, in the in the season preview, we're not going to know a whole lot about how good or bad Pitt's defense is until we get about a month, month and a half into the season, which I think is a fair statement given the caliber of opponents are playing here in the early part of the year. and The, the, the different types of offense are playing as well um, with Penn State and then bouncing right back and playing Georgia Tech, completely different look, um, but a very good offense. I'm going to take georgia tech here um i i think pittsburgh will score some points um the over under 52 and a half is attractive um that could hit over um but kenny pickett's got to prove it right and the pit offense has to prove it and it was a highly weather impacted game against penn state but they lost by 45 right so and they only put up six points. So if Penn State can find a way to score 51 in a rainstorm, so can you. Um, So I only give the weather so much credence here. Um, I trust Georgia Tech's offense more. I, for some reason, trust Georgia Tech's defense a little bit more. I have a feeling that this is going to be high scoring, though. Um, Give me Georgia Tech to win. Um, I think Pitt keeps it inside four and a half, though. So Georgia Tech wins, pit covers, don't feel great about it, coin flip game. Don't bet this one either, but if you're going to bet it, bet the over.
0: Oh, good. So I get to sweat this one out. Uh, That thing you're saying about betting the over, I'm with you on that one. Seeing some of the glitchiness in Georgia Tech's defense last week, I think there's still some kinks they're trying to work out, especially as it relates to personnel, you know, who should be in the game and when and who's good, who's not. Obviously the special teams thing is a mess kind of for both teams, uh, it was last week, so there's always a chance for some glitchiness there. I'm with you here. Uh, I expect a, a high-scoring game here. Like I said, you know, 38, 34. That comes out to upwards of 70 points. So, Mike, give me the over here. I feel real good about that one. And you know what? Let's just lock that up. Let's lock it up. It's my ACC pick of the week: Georgia Tech, pit over 52 and a half. Lock it up. Hey, you didn't wait till the very first bet on this podcast. That's good. That's right. I, I showed some patience. Showed some patience. It's good. Um, so yeah, give me, give me Pitt in the points, um, and and really give me Pitt outright because I don't I just don't trust my Georgia Tech team right now. You're taking Pitt in the points as well, but Georgia Tech outright, and we're both really set on the over in that game. So that's something to to really look at. I would uh, I would say. Um, let's move on, Mike. And this is as dangerous and trappy a spot as I've seen in quite a while. At noon on ESPN. Our Florida State Seminoles on the road, dangerous to fall victim to the Carrier Dome at some point. Uh, Florida State, a three-point favorite on the road at Syracuse. Whew that that feels dangerous to me. I, I'm just saying, a team that was you know made to look bad by Virginia Tech, and then a team that struggled to even just get a win, not not even pull away from, but just get a win over Sanford at home last week. Man, Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse has claimed bigger victims than this. I will say that Um, this game at noon on ESPN. Mike, are you are are you scared here? You scared for the Knolls? A little bit, but I think everybody is, Um, and rightfully
1: so. I, you know, Florida State comes out in the opener, lays an egg against Virginia Tech. They come out last week against Sanford and needed a, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal in the final quarter to to take over the game against Samford and win, right? And I use kick take over loosely because they trailed up until the four-minute mark. Um, yeah, it's hard to have a whole lot of confidence in Florida State, but you know they have the talent and they can out-talent Syracuse, right? So you have that going for you. Syracuse's defense sucks, Joey. They're very bad. That's a them. fact. They have a bad defense. They've had a bad defense for a long time. They have a very good offense, and this has the potential to get chewed outy because of it. Um, but with that being said, like Florida state has more talent and they got to figure this thing out sooner rather than later. And I still think Willie Taggart will work there. Um, and I think they have more talent than Syracuse. In fact, I know they have more talent than Syracuse and Florida state's defense. While they had a bad start against Sanford, And they, well, truthfully, they had a bad start against Virginia Tech. They went, you know, the Hokies went 10 plays, 75 yards on the first drive of the year. Um, Florida State's defense has held up okay over the first two games. They've been okay. Um, And if they get anything going on offense, which I think they will in this game, given Syracuse's situation on defense, Florida State's got a great chance to win with the athletes that they have on both sides of the ball. For that reason, and for the reason also that I think everybody is going to be on Syracuse from a betting perspective in this game, I'm taking Florida State because I just think they have more talent, and they're figuring this thing out sooner rather than later. And you know what, Joey? This might be risky, and I might really regret this. <laughs> like it, Maybe at 1230 on Saturday I'll be regretting this, but we're going to lock it up, Joey. Florida State, minus three. They win and they cover. With that being said, I don't, I don't think they're going to cover by a lot, but <laughs> they're going to win and cover. It, um, I'm not going to lie. Mike,
0: this, could, this is ballsy.
1: Yeah, pick of the week, Florida State, minus three. Let's go. Let's
0: lock it up. I'll bet it, too. You know what? I'll double down and actually bet it. This is ballsy, Mike. Uh, here, Here's my thing. I'm also getting flashbacks to last year when Florida State got wrecked by Alabama and then came back and lost to NC State, and I said that they were going to get right against Wake Forest, and they barely won, and they were going to get right against Miami, and they lost, and they were going to get right against Duke, and they barely won. And like. Florida State never really got right until about the last three games of the year. Um, that's what I'm wary of here. Is they kind of barely got right at the end, and now it seems like they're going back to where they they're not right. Um, if you're asking me who's the more talented team on the field, that's an easy that's an easy answer. Like obviously it's the Noles, but that this line is three. I feel like by taking Florida State and saying that everyone's going to try to take Syracuse, you're like you're kind of going contrarian to the contrarian here. Like I feel like Syracuse is actually the contrarian bet. I think that Florida State is the one that they begging you to take. Florida State and Syracuse, that talent differential, 3 points, that's it. I think that's that's where you're looking as, as a, uh, you know, as a better is they they're saying, you know, here take Florida State. You only got to give up a field goal. Meanwhile, I I mean Carrier Dome again a week after what we've seen the last two weeks I I'm I'm think I'm in full fade Florida State mode that's it I don't have a ton of analysis on this game I think it could be a fairly low scoring kind of thing Syracuse can put up some points but Florida State's defense has generally looked pretty good the last couple of weeks I'm I'm just going to fade Florida State outright here I'm going to go Syracuse plus the 3 and outright give me the orange to upset Florida State in the Carrier Dome well, you know what? The uh, You said the
1: contrarian to the contrarian. Well, the contrarian to the contrarian is my friend. Florida State. <laughs> Minus three, win, and the cover. Don't think twice about it. I want everybody to bet it. Everybody bets it. And we'll just all lose together.
0: Pick it, the it up, Mike. Lock, Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Well, number being 68 there, man, Syracuse defense not that great. I feel like Syracuse is just a team that's built for a lot of overs. At the very end of the day, like they're going to score a bunch of points in a lot of a lot of games and they're going to give up a lot of points in a lot of games. 68. That's a pretty big number too though. So you might want to just stay away from the total. Yep. Mike's telling you take FSU -3. I'm telling you take Syracuse on the money line. Sup. Come get Sup. it. Sup. Sup. All right. Um, all right. Yep. Yeah. So, Florida State minus three is Mike's pick of the week. Let's move on here, Mike. Uh, A couple other out-of-conference games. um, Unlikely to be affected by weather. uh, A couple of these, but, you know, who's to say? And let me look here. At noon on ESPN2, the number 21 Miami Hurricanes on the road, yes, on the road, in Toledo, taking on the Toledo Rockets. They're a 10-point favorite. This is another one that feels a little bit like a sucker bet of like Miami only got to give up 10, you know. But then again, I mean, how much do you trust them to score? And we know that Toledo can score from what they've been the recent couple of years. Should I just take the home team and the points here, Mike? It it kind of feels like the play if I'm if I'm being honest. Uh, Miami wins, but
1: don't I don't trust Malik Rozier. There we go. Got it right. Um, (laughs) I don't trust him as the quarterback and Miami to cover really any spreads <laughs> with him under center. Uh, Miami's a better team than Toledo. Like let's I I don't have much to say about this. Miami's better. Um they should win here. I you know I get that's on the road. They should win here. Uh they won last year. They struggled at the outset. Wouldn't be surprised if it was the same deal this year, given that this game is on the road. But Miami's a better team and they have more talented players. But As long as 12 is under center, don't trust them to cover any spreads. Miami wins. Toledo covers and keeps it close. Um, Over, under 56 and a half. Again, wouldn't touch that given Miami's quarterback situation. But if I had to lean one way or another, I'd lean over. But, you know, I wouldn't touch it just given the uncertainty on offense for Miami right now. But Miami's more talented.
0: They win this football game. Miami did win this game pretty big last year, 52 to 30 at home. But the thing is, Mike, after three quarters, it was 24 to 16. I mean, this is a fairly close game, even at Hard Rock Stadium. Um, everything kind of compounded on Toledo in the, in the fourth quarter. Pretty quickly got up to 38-16. And then Miami scores another couple of touchdowns in the last six minutes to, to really push this thing uh, into a big win. But, I mean, we saw Toledo score 16 points in the second quarter alone. I mean, it's they're a team that might be able to hang with Miami a little better than we think they can. But I don't know. I I feel like I'm overthinking it if I'm taking Toledo in the points. Maybe. I don't know. What do I – I don't know what to think. I'm very torn here. Um, uh, you're on Toledo plus 10, Mike? I'm on Toledo plus 10. Miami wins, though. I think I'm with you. I'll follow, I'll follow you here. I'll, I'll go Toledo plus the points. Miami wins outright. And um, – The thing that the only the maybe the big thing that I would maybe lean Miami to cover here is if I'm leaning on like a defensive score somewhere, that's the kind of thing that could really turn this pretty quick. And I think if you're talking about this game going over, that's a big piece of it, too. Again, Miami clearly has better talent here, but it's a matter of, again, what kind of quarterback play are they going to get? And what is Toledo going to what kind of rabbits are they going to pull out of the hat against this really good defense So I think I'm going to take Toledo in the points and just feel good about that. And maybe Miami runs away with this one, but I'll take Toledo plus the 10. Um, Give me Miami, we'll say 35 to 27, 35, 27 Miami. And that, um, that comes up a little bit over the total, but yeah, I'd probably leave that alone if I was you. Yep. Moving on, Mike. At 3.30 on Fox Sports 1, the Duke Blue Devils are at the Baylor Bears. And the Blue Devils are a a six-and-a-half-point dog uh, going into Waco, Texas. Again, uh, we mentioned on the Week 2 recap show, we found out, unfortunately, that Daniel Jones and starting cornerback Mark Gilbert both out for the year now for the Blue Devils. uh, They got to kind of pick up the pieces here and keep going. They got 10 games left. Quentin Harris looks – poised to take over the reins from Daniel Jones he is a junior he's played uh he played quite a few games last year in his career overall he is nine for 15 passing so he has not gotten a ton of opportunities we'll say but I don't it's hard to say necessarily whether this is going to be a step a major step down or just a minor one you know again an experienced guy in a David Cutcliffe offense could be could still be good but I I'm probably staying away from this game betting until I know what that's going to look like. Um, And maybe if I got to pick a side on this, uh, give me, give me the bears minus six and a half and I'll, uh, I'll stick with my prediction that they were going to split Northwestern and Baylor. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I'll go with that too. Uh, We don't know what this Duke offense is going to look like without Daniel Jones. Um, While Mark Gilbert's a pretty substantial loss on defense, uh, he's not the quarterback. So um, the bigger impact, as good as Gilbert is, he's an all ACC player, as good as he is, the bigger impact is on the offensive side of the ball at quarterback without question. Um, Just given what Daniel Jones was as a freshman and how good Duke was versus how they were last year when he struggled, um, having him playing well means a lot more to this football team. And now that he's out, we don't know what we're going to get. Uh, with Quentin Harris, and we'll find out this weekend. I'm not betting this game. Um, I'm going to go with Baylor to win here. Um, I don't know if Duke covers because I don't know what they're like offensively. Just don't bet on this football game. This is just pure gut feeling. I'm going with Baylor because they have their starting quarterback. I don't know. Leave this alone. Tune in to see what happens because they'll be well coached because Cutcliffe's teams always are.
0: Don't touch this game. Baylor was 1 and 11 last year by the way, Mike.
1: Yeah, I mean Baylor, uh, Baylor's Baylor's like improved, but this isn't like a all-world beating team or something. I just you know, I don't know what Duke looks like without the quarterback, so we'll find out together.
0: That that's really it is second straight week on the road trying to figure out now how to survive without your quarterback. That's where I'm going to go with Baylor, but I don't feel great about it. Uh let's move on, Mike. The Louisville Cardinals at 7.30 on the ACC Network Extra. The Louisville Cardinals hosting the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. A 22-point favorite are the Cardinals at home. I've, I'm writing up my, uh, my preview for InsideTheACC.com this week. This is not your daddy's Hilltoppers team. Uh, this is not the same as the program that was built up here by Willie Taggart and Bobby Petrino and Jeff Brom. They're not very good. Louisville's still trying to figure out, you know, life post Lamar Jackson. Trying to figure out what that's going to look like and what they're going to do. This has been a rough breakup for the Cardinals so far, for what that's worth. Going to learn maybe a little more about Louisville than we did last week, but I think I'm just going to say Louisville covers. This is a lot of points to cover. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Just give me Western Kentucky to cover 22. Um, I don't think that they end up winning, but. I'll, I'll take the Hilltoppers to cover 22. That's just – that's too many points for me, and there's too many ways to score on Louisville's defense, I feel like. Um, so give me the give me the Hilltoppers plus 22.
1: Louisville wins here. Uh, the more entertaining question is who's going to play quarterback? Like, is it Jawan Pass or is it not? Um, wow, it's like that plug got pulled quickly if he doesn't end up being the guy. Um, mm-hmm. It took a hurricane in week two – not a hurricane, but like a monsoon in week two, and going up against Alabama in week one. And it's like, that's all we got with Juwan Pass? Like, we're pulling the plug after that? It's like, that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, Juwan Pass has a lot of potential. I think he's still the guy. Um, Louisville here, they win, and they win pretty comfortably. I'm going to go with you and say Western Kentucky covers just because of the inconsistency Louisville's shown on offense the first couple of weeks. But with that being said, how much do we really know about the Louisville offense when you play – in a monsoon, and you play Alabama. <laughs> like, how much do we really know about this offense? I don't know the answer to that. I don't feel comfortable enough in Louisville's offense to cover 22 here. Um, I'm not betting this game because I just don't know enough about Louisville. They're they're going to win. Um, I don't think they're on upset alert by any stretch. I think they'll win this game pretty comfortably in the 17 to 20 point range. But to say that they're over three touchdowns better than Western Kentucky, as bad as Western Kentucky is that's that's a little bit of a stretch cuz we just don't know with a the offense with Louisville but more importantly
0: b the defense like we're still trying to figure that out absolutely give me uh, give me Louisville like 31-17 here or something i mean i think it's a pretty comfortable win but i don't think that they really run away with it outside of three touchdowns uh, I, was, like-
1: I, I was going to say 27-10 like somewhere in that range like wouldn't be shocked pretty comfortable no sweat you know sure win the game.
0: Yeah, the quarterback controversy—something to keep an eye on if you're if you're watching this game. You know, just to keep an eye out for it. one other thing you mentioned, Mike is: hey, don't bet this game. Once again, a lot of these games probably not great for betting. Uh, I'm not seeing a lot of, of great things that I feel strongly about this week. A lot of weird out-of-conference matchups, a lot of weird weather games. So, probably not a big weekend to be hitting the book, at least as it relates to the ACC. Uh, last one, Mike. This game is still scheduled and, and set to be played as of right now. It is being monitored. It could always be canceled. Again, we record this here about uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time on uh, on Tuesday night. 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2, the number two Clemson Tigers hosting the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, the Tigers a 33-point home favorite. The total here is 45, meaning the plan is for Georgia Southern to score like basically nothing. This is like a 39-6 final, I think, that they're projecting, which sounds kind of right. The biggest thing here is that there is going to be a rain impact, most likely, if they do end up playing this game. Um, this is pretty pretty comfortably within the footprint of where this, you know, hurricane is supposed to end up. So heavy rain, heavy wind. I, I'm going to be surprised if they play this game, honestly. Um, if they do, uh, just give me Georgia Southern in the points, I guess, but more importantly, give me the under uh 45 is just too many there's not gonna be that many points if they're they're, they might stop this game at halftime or something if they do play it Uh, and i I would be a little surprised if they do so i think give me georgia southern plus 31 i don't feel good about it i don't have a lot of good reason to think that they will but i I also kind of don't think they're going to play this game yeah i don't think they're playing
1: this game either but if they did uh, clemson minus anything like i I don't. I won't touch the over/under, but I think Clemson could win this game by five touchdowns, even if they just ran the ball the entire time, which is what would happen if this game is being played. I don't think it's going to be played. This will probably, honestly, be canceled before we even publish this podcast. Um, but that's fine. We're prefacing it by saying we don't think it'll be played. So, you know, take this information as you will once once this eventually goes live, because um, I don't think this game will occur. But if it does, uh, firmly of the opinion Clemson minus anything because they're just. Uh, they're going to overwhelm Georgia Southern with talent. It's just even even after the emotional game last week in College Station, I mean they're they're at home. <laughs> it's just Clemson Clemson big here if if it, if it is played, but it'll be purely because of their running game and Georgia Southern's inability to stop it.
0: Yeah, totally. That's that's a huge spread, but I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson could cover it. I, I'm again purely taking the points and betting on a, like a low scoring slog of a game where Clemson wins like thirty four to three and just. Closes up shop real quick. Mike, um, that's all the games for this weekend. So, again, we agree Boston College minus five and a half, Virginia minus three, Pitt plus four and a half, Toledo plus 10, Baylor minus six and a half, Western Kentucky plus 22. My pick of the week Georgia Tech and Pitt to go over 52 and a half. Yours is for Florida State to cover three in the carrier dome. I still think that's pretty bold. Uh, records on the year. I am nine, five, and one You're eight, six, and one. So I'm only one game ahead and it doesn't really help that we keep picking the same, the same outcomes for these games, you know? So we, uh, we, we ride or die together, Mike. I think that's we do. a fair assessment of this podcast. We also make money together. So yes, sir. Yes, we do. That's a, that's a really good record actually so far against the spread. So, um, you know just keep listening and by the way you can go find me on the action network if you're interested i'm posting some of my actual bets and i guess what I'll call my official bets there but um, go look me up on the action network my username is jweaver44 so check that out uh, mike that's all i got anything else we need to hit on before we get out of here don't think so um going to
1: try to be a little bit more successful against the spread and keep the momentum going i had a rough week one after thursday and friday games and was like on a five-game losing streak. Bounced back last weekend, though. Went five and three against the spread. Feeling pretty good about that. So we back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, back to back to normal anyway. You win some and lose some. But mm-hmm. more, more importantly, a little bit more back to normal. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to figure out a way to get home, Joey. Um, out here in beautiful L.A., going back to the – hurricane ridden east coast but we'll figure it out if you're in an infected area like joey already said beginning of podcast stay safe hunker down i I love that saying hunker down but seriously be safe um not to make a joke about category four hurricane um yeah be careful don't drive anywhere you shouldn't um too many stupid people driving in floods just don't be stupid just play it safe don't do anything i wouldn't do
0: Yeah. We got a phrase down here in Houston that came out a lot. We've had a lot of flooding since I've been down here the last few years. And the the phrase is turn around don't drown. You know, if you see high water, please don't drive into it. Please stay safe. If you're driving, listening to this podcast and driving, and you see high water, please turn around. Don't, don't go into it. Um, Mike stay safe. Godspeed to you. Good luck. Um, we'll, we'll be uh, looking to recap these games here after the weekend's over and, uh, hear about how your, your situation all turns out here over the next couple of days. Um, Until we get back together, the folks can find us on Twitter. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address, no demand Basketball Conference Podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Yes, sir. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And soonly you'll be able to – soonly, that's a word. You'll be able to find us (laughs) – Soonly you'll be able to find us on Spotify – um, but no promises. I, I you know, I just submitted a survey, so we'll see. Uh, Mike, tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Uh,
1: Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there. Rate and review us on iTunes. I keep saying that because people keep reviewing and rating us. Um, mm-hmm. So that's good. Keep that going. That, that can only help us. Um, if you hate the podcast, tell us that too. I can't imagine why you would, but tell us. Uh, sure. And we'll try to fix
0: it. So. We'll do try. That. It's, it's a question of how hard we'll try, but I, I promise you, we will try. That's yes. you have my
1: word. Yes. If you're a Miami fan, you know
0: I, I can only
1: say so many nice things about your school. So <laughs> keep, keep that. Just keep that in mind.
0: There you go. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube if you want to go search for Basketball Conference. Go do that. Uh, and again, you can find me on the Action Network if you want to find out my bets each week. Uh, Mike, this will do it. You got a client dinner. Go. Uh, go have fun with that and and impress some clients and uh, we'll come back and recap these games after the weekend is over and uh, hopefully everybody is still safe and sound. Sounds good, mate. All right. Well, until then for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until next time, go ACC. (music)